It's an invitation that he offers to every one of us. Go all in. Jesus is telling us this world has nothing to offer you that is greater than me. Go all in. Is the reality of who Jesus is. Have we gotten to the place where we just say he is worthy? He is worth it. He is worth pushing all my chips to the middle of the table. Maybe for you today, it is time to ante up. Grabbing his hand, it costs you nothing, but it will demand everything of your life. It's time to go all in. I'm 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 all in. It's just a couple weeks ago, and we were playing some games with the MSM, the middle school ministry, on a Tuesday night. A bunch of kids were playing games and having fun and getting the evening started, and there was a group of kids kind of congregated toward the front of this room. They were all kind of circled around somebody, and, and so I walked over. I was curious. I thought, I wonder what's going on over there. I'm sure they got their phones out. They're probably playing the newest game or something. And I walk over there and there's this kid and he has got his phone out. And on it, it looks to me like the stock market is on it. I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, I'm investing. Okay. I got my Robinhood app and I'm investing. And I'm like, what? Everybody's gathered around and he's trying to talk them through his investment portfolio at, I don't know, the ripe age of 12? <laughs> I thought, what a weird world we live in. I want to start by asking you this question. It's a financial question. That's a weird way to start a baptism service, but stay with me. A financial question. How's your investment portfolio? How is your investment portfolio? If I'd asked that question to you in 2007, many of you would have said, it's doing pretty good, Brian. It's looking pretty good. Retirement, it's on its way. It's going to be pretty great. But if I would have asked you that in 2008, you would have had a different answer for me. 2008, known as the Great Recession, known as the time when the real estate bubble burst, known as the time that everybody since then has been thinking, when is this going to happen again? Again, we've had a year like that this year as well, a year of ups and downs. I am sure there were those of you who were trying to figure out your financial portfolio this year, and for a while you thought, uh-oh, this not, does not look good, and then for a while you thought, this looks really good, and now you're thinking, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It looks pretty decent today. We'll find out what we get tomorrow. If you live here in Bozeman, or if you're trying to find a house in Bozeman, how's your investment portfolio? How much money you got to buy a house these days? Because you got to have a lot of cash to buy a house in the valley these days. Let me ask it this way. Let me ask it a little different. What are you invested in? What are you invested in? If some of you tuned out there and you're like, I don't have an investment portfolio, Brian. I haven't gotten on that Robinhood app. I didn't do the GameStop thing. I didn't short anybody, okay? And maybe if you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about, that's fine. You're all invested in something. 
So my question for you this morning is, what are you invested in? Your life is a life of investments. And here's a statement. I wanna give you a financial statement. I know we receive financial statements in the mail. We don't like them. I think you'll like this one. It says this, a financial statement. What you invest in reveals what you value. What you invest in reveals what you value. If I asked you, can I see your bank account from this past month? I would see what you spent your money on and I could probably get a decent idea of what you value. Circle back with me to two weeks ago when I talked about time. Time and treasure, what we're talking about today, are very similar. And the question is this, how are you spending that? How are you investing in that? How are you investing your time? How are you investing your treasure? Because what you invest in that reveals what's going on inside of your heart. Your actions reveal what's going on inside of your heart. Uh, James Smith says it this way. He says, you are what you love. You are what you love. And in particular, what we invest in with our money, with our finances, that reveals what's going on in our hearts, what we really actually value. So what do you value? Jesus says it this way. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus sums up the whole passage we're going to look at here in a moment by saying that. He says, what you treasure, that's where your heart is. You can say your heart is in different places. You can act like your heart is in different places, but where your treasure is, what you treasure, that's where your heart really is. You are what you love. And so I want us to think about this in in a new way. I don't want us to think in terms of spending. I want us to think in terms of investment this morning. What are you investing in because of what you value? Right, right. This, there was a, a great podcast by Craig Rochelle, leadership podcast I listen to quite often, and he said, real leaders, real leaders don't spend, they invest, right? Maybe you just spend your money, but I would ask you, what are you actually investing in? Every purchase is not just spending. Every purchase is an investment, Everything you do with your money is an investment. So how are you investing? And what are you investing in? I want to look at a pointed story about money from Jesus for a few minutes this morning. A pointed story about money from Jesus. And it's actually another pointed story. Because you go, man, really? I'm new to church. I haven't been around here in a while, or I have never been here before. First week, it's about baptism. Dude's talking about money already. Okay, I get it. I get it, okay? And maybe you're like, oh, you know, we've covered this plenty, Brian. Just don't, don't talk to me about money right now. Like, things are good. It's all good. We don't need to talk about it. I'm being real generous. No, listen, listen. Jesus talked about money all the time 
In fact, it was Jesus' favorite subject. You may not like that, take it up with Jesus, okay? (laughs) Jesus talked about money more than any other subject. He talked about the rich young ruler who came to him and said, I've done everything, Jesus. And Jesus said, yeah, but you got a lot of money. You need to sell that, give it to the poor and follow me. And the young man went away sad. Jesus talked about multiple parables, the 10 talents, which we all like, if you're churchy, you're like, oh, that's about my talents. No, that's about money. That's about investment. He talked about the 10 minas or uh, what is the currency of that day. He talked about the kingdom of God is like a lost coin. It's like a lost coin. As some a woman, she widow, she searches the house just to find her one little coin. Jesus notices the widow in real life who is giving at the temple. And he compares her and he says, she's giving out of the nothing that she is instead of out of the excess that everybody else is giving out of. He's always talking about money. He even hangs out with people who are all about money. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and he took taxes. That's what he did. That's not how the song goes, but he was a tax collector. Matthew, one of his disciples, was a tax collector. Jesus even got sold out by Judas for silver coins. Jesus had no problem talking about Treasure, and I know I'm stepping on toes already this morning because you're like, Brian, don't talk to me about my money. It's my money. It's not your money. It's God's money. He gave it to you. And you are made to invest it in this life. Luke chapter 12, 13 through 23 says this. Someone in the crowd said to him, that is Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus, it's not fair. And my brother owes me some money, so Jesus, can you tell him that he needs to give me my money? Jesus replied, man, who appointed me? I love that. I don't know. That's an awesome translation. Man, (laughs) who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Some of you have too much stuff. That's my translation, okay. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. And he thought to himself, what should I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. Retirement. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself. This is how it will be with those who, with, with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich 
toward God. Jesus tells these simple, pointy parables. And they echo into our day today. And there is a simple, but it's not an easy lesson that he wants us to learn. A simple but not easy lesson, and it is this. Be rich toward God. Be rich toward God. What are you investing in? Are you investing in yourself or are you investing in the things of God? Are you rich for yourself or are you rich for God? See, I think this word is super challenging to us. I was reading a little bit of uh, the book called Radical by David Platt this week. If you haven't read it, I just highly recommend it. And he has such a challenging word for us, especially as Americans. We are wealthy. You may say, I'm not as wealthy as that guy that I know. That's fine. You're still wealthy. If you have a home, if you drove in a car, if you have a little toilet that like takes your bad stuff away, most of the world doesn't live with that, okay? Like you're just like, oh, see ya. Most of the world doesn't deal with life that way. You woke up, you had breakfast this morning, you're gonna have lunch this afternoon. Maybe you're like me and you're still trying to find that brunch place. By the way, got some recommendations. Thank you, really appreciate that, it's awesome, okay. Um, you're wealthy, you're wealthy. You're wealthy, what will you do with it? What will you do with what God has given to you? Will you say, I'm just gonna build bigger barns? Oh, this doesn't happen anymore, right? Except for the three-car garage we got. I'm gonna pick on me. I can only park one car in my two-car garage. You wanna know why? Because I got a lot of stuff. Some of y'all have a three-car garage and you have one car in your three-car garage because y'all have so much stuff. We are gear junkies in Bozeman, are we not? We got gear for every single season. And the question is, what are you investing in? I'm not even saying that stuff is bad. I'm just asking the question, what eternal value does it have? When it all comes down, when it's all said and done, when you stand before Jesus, you say, I really needed that, Jesus. Like I had to have that thing. I needed a bigger barn, Jesus, for all my stuff, Jesus. You don't understand, Jesus. Jesus said, it's not here anymore. It ain't here with you anymore. You couldn't take it with you. That's the old adage. You can't take it with you. You know what? You can't. You cannot take it with you. So what do we do? I wanna give you a specific way to be rich toward God. A specific way to be rich toward God. Invest in eternity. Invest in eternity. Doesn't that sound better than the next pair of skis that you don't need? Come on now. Invest in eternity. Let me be even more specific. Jesus boils everything down to two things in life, loving God and loving others. He boils it down to one thing in life, relationship. Relationship. Do you know what you can take with you? Relationships. 
It's the only thing that you can take with you. If you give a huge inheritance to your kids and your grandkids, but they don't join you in heaven, that's not very good inheritance. If you have all the greatest vacations in the world and you spend your time in paradise here on earth, but you don't spend your time in paradise forever with Jesus, that's not a very good vacation. If you invest in the things that are here and now and temporal, that is a bad investment. Because we are called to invest in eternity. We are called to invest in relationships. We are called to invest in each other. I would flip it and say, don't ask what you can get, ask what you can give. Before you get all you know, self-righteous and say, oh, he's gonna ask for money at the end for, for the church. Listen, I, I don't care where you give it. Just give it away. Jesus doesn't need your money. Jesus doesn't sit in heaven going, man, I wish I had some more money. I can't do the stuff that I need to get done without more money. He doesn't doesn't think about that. What he does think about is how, how, how can we reach just one more? How can I extend my hand to one more, bring them into the fold, bring them into the flock, bring them into eternity with me? This is what we're called to invest in church. Like, if you're all in, this is the call. Be all in, invested with Jesus. And if you're not all in, that's cool. I just want you to get a glimpse of what we're supposed to be all about. We are supposed to be as a church all about being all in for loving the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength and loving our neighbors as ourselves. We put others before ourselves. This is what Jesus did. This is how Jesus lived. This is how Jesus is living right now for you. Jesus isn't sitting around going, how does this help me? He sits around thinking, how can I help them? What can I give to them? How can I bless them? How can I challenge them? It's not like the guy who gets all the stuff and then he just builds a bigger barn. Invest in eternity. Uh, I want to give you some practical thoughts on this. Um, one of those is uh, something called rock star generosity. I'm not going to sing, don't worry. I'm not going to dance or sing or pull out instruments or put on a wig. By the way, I'm, this, is, this has nothing to do with the sermon, but I just feel led by the Spirit to share it with you. So for those of you who are here on Generosity Rockstar, and, you, and some of you are like, that nah, was a little much, Brian. So uh, my wife agrees. Um, <laughs> my, uh, wig, my wig that I ordered on Amazon was awesome until it made me break out that night. Like my whole face swelled up, and my wife was like, see, told you so. Anyway, um, okay, so... <laughs> 
We had a little fun with this thing called Generosity Rockstar, and, and I, I want to share a little bit more about it with you. It's not going away. It's just something we want to encourage you, especially those of you who are like, I don't even know what this means to be generous and invest in eternity. Well, Generosity Rockstar is super simple. There, there's a code up on your screen right now. You can see that. You can scan that QR code on the back of your seat. Uh, you can get there through that as well. Um, and what you could just do is sign up for recurring giving. Here, here's what I would challenge. Some of you in the room are giving nothing. Like, like let's just say it. You're giving nothing. Like, it, it's just, you're just like, how can I get a bigger barn? How can I put more stuff in it? You're giving nothing. And your heart is messed up because of it. And, and like, honestly, it just, like, greed builds. Like, like, you're like, oh, I don't have enough. And then it's never enough. And it's never enough. And you just get that one more thing. And you're like, maybe if I get that one more thing, then it's going to be good. No, it's never good enough. Like, what I would challenge you to say is give. Give something. So you can just sign up for recurring giving. I would say, some of you who are giving nothing right now, sign up for 5, 10, 20 bucks a week. Do it. I did it. I signed our family up. I said, listen, this is, this is I'm going to set up a recurring giving. Just every week, I get a receipt every single week. After the service today, it'll get a receipt. It'll pop up on my phone. It'll say, hey, you gave to Journey Church. I would just say, start somewhere. Get on your generosity journey and then see what happens to your heart. See if you get more greedy or if you get more giving. See if you live with this sense of I need more, 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 more treasure for me or if you start saying, man, I, I just wanna give, I wanna give it all away. I don't think I can outgive God. Start somewhere, start simple. And for those of you who have been giving, are faithful in giving, um, I just wanna say thank you. I want to say thank you. We throw up these three ways to give on the screen every single week. You give in those ways. And, and here's what I want to say. I want to say thank you. Because here's how I want to end. Oh, this is so good. We're going to have 16 stories. You get eight of them here, eight of them next service. 16 stories of transformed lives. And for those of you who have been giving to this ministry you get to say, I invested in that. That's what you get to do this morning. You get to say, I was part of that. Yeah, maybe it was just a, a few bucks here, a few bucks there, a little investment compared to everything else I have, but you get to say, I was part of that. I invested in eternity. Money is not about money. Money is about treasure. It's about value. And I want to encourage us, church, to be those who treasure the right things, who value the right things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. These folks are going to get in front of you and share with you that they want to give their time, their talent, their treasure, and their plans for Jesus. They want to go all in with him. So, so here's how this is going to work out. Um, those of you who've been here before, you, you know how this rolls, but we'll do four um, testimony videos, and then those four folks are going to hop into uh, the waters, and we will be doing a worship song. During that worship song, I just want you to go crazy for them, right? An investment in eternity, and then we'll have another four testimony videos, and you can stand and uh, 
sing along with the second song and with four more uh, baptisms as we celebrate together. This, this is what this is all about. If you want a picture of what we're all about here, what it, what it means to be all in as followers of Jesus here at Journey, you're gonna get a great picture of it here in a minute. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for these stories that are about to be shared. Thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace in the midst of these stories. Thank you that you rescued them. Thanks that we got to play a little part in it. And God, I I pray that you would help us to um, see eternal investment. Help us to see it so clearly this week. We'd see opportunities to invest in the things that truly last. Give us a picture of that even right now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for engaging with this content. If it was encouraging to you, we'd love for you to leave a review. Hit that subscribe button and share this content with others. We'd also love to connect with you. The best place to do that is journeyweb.net. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search Journey Church Bozeman and you'll find us there. If you'd like to give to our ministry, you can do that now at journeyweb.net slash give. Once again, thanks for engaging with Journey Church.